The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Energetically Speaking with Ariel Hardy. In our program today, we'll explore some of the most common issues people go to energy healers for, what these conditions look like energetically, and also how to maintain your energy field yourself. Now here's your host, Ariel Hardy. Hi, I'm Ariel. Welcome to Energetically Speaking. It was great, uh, all the Facebook comments from you guys about the last show. I'm really loving it. And um, I hope that you get just as much out of this show. So today's show, How to Access God, has three parts to it. I'm so organized here. In the first part, I'll talk about what exactly is God energetically through the eyes of an energy healer like me. And then the second part, I'll teach you how I pull the energy of God into myself on a daily basis. And then we will do this together, much like we did in the last show. And in the third section, I'll discuss how to change events or circumstances in your life by using God's light to affect people and situations around you, kind of like making your life more magical. So I've been an energy healer for 20 years, and in every single healing session that I do, God shows up. It doesn't matter if you are the sinner or the saved, the murderer, the molester, yes, I've worked on both. The molested, doesn't matter whether you are Jewish or Christian, African or American, gay or straight, a woman or a man, God shows up by the end of every single healing. When I call on God's presence in the healing room, a white man with a beard does not show up. God is energy. Sometimes I call God the ocean of light because it can look like sunlight in liquid form when I call on it in the healing room and it starts to move in. Sometimes God's light can look like the night sky or outer space and feel like peace and calm. So it can look like it has these pastel colors in it within the starry night. And in an energy healing session, when this light moves into the energy field, people tell me that they feel like they are floating. So yesterday, I posted a question on Facebook asking everyone to tell me what it feels like at the end of each session when I bring God's light into the energy field. And about 21 people jumped in with comments, thank you. And I'm just going to read these straight off of Facebook. And some of them you'll hear repeat themselves because I want you to hear how many people use the same word, like the word calm. So if you can't see God, you can't see the fluid light, you can't see that it looks like this beautiful night sky in liquid form, here's what it can feel like. Revitalized, restored, people feel filled up, supported, feelings of clarity, certainty, calmness, content, calm again, sparkling, 
full of light, grace, release, bliss, radiance, calm again, comfort, a peaceful wash, uncovered, synchronicities return, magic is recognized. And I'll actually talk about that one later in the show today in the third section. Connected, wise, nurtured, inspired, healed, floaty, complete, content, full and blissful, complete again, whole, healed, peaceful, and that I'm at home feeling, this sense of incredible energy and power that reverberates through your whole being, calm, present, peace, full of possibility, powerful, moving, peaceful, joyful, wonderful, tearful, pure love. Thanks, mom. I like that one. Safe, Peaceful, grounded yet floaty, grateful, faith, sensational, healing, miraculous, joyous, complete. Religion has given us some pretty strange ideas about God. For example, worthiness. Whether we feel worthy or not, the presence of God still comes into every healing. It's like a billionaire. Their wealth has nothing to do with whether they're a good person or not, They just happen to master the ability to pour the energy of money into their lives. So whether you feel worthy or not has nothing to do with the function of the energy field and how it uses this liquid light to keep it moving. Some people feel betrayed by God because God didn't do what they wanted, like a marriage that didn't work out or something. But that's not what God is for. God's light is so that when bad things happen here on earth, we can let go and quickly heal. By pulling the high frequency of light down through us, we feel magical again, like all is perfect within our world or our bubble, even though something bad really happened. Some people don't trust God. It's this foreign, strange energy that's going to take you over and and make you have to kind of let go of your control. And I always wonder, do these people who can't trust this fluid light coming into them, is that how they also are in relationships? Can they not trust the love coming in? Some people blame God when bad things happen to them. But to me, these things happen to us because we're on the earth plane. This is just the human existence. This is how it is here. Again, source or God is just a frequency of energy floating there, waiting for us to pull it into us so that we can feel amazing and light through thick and thin. Sometimes people bargain with God. When someone is going to die, for example, they'll say something like, take me instead, like let me suffer instead of them. This is like carrying the cross in Christianity. The light is not going to take someone across. The light is not going to take your loved one if they're dying. The light is going to catch them. So the rough circumstances here on earth are what end our physical life, our physical form, or create the suffering. Being passed into God's light after a rough transition here on earth is nothing to be afraid of. It'll be just as if you are floating. And if we practice this every day, connecting to God and feeling this floating, it'll be easy when the time comes. So being in tune with God just helps us to be in the flow when things get rough here on earth. So let me explain to you how to get God's light to flow into you. As an energy healer, I'm kind of like your plumber. So my job is to get your energy field unclogged and to get everything flowing. 
In the energy field, you've got these vortexes. So there's one in the right shoulder. And my job is to get it spinning and unclogged. And that vortex leads us to a river of light or a tube of light that goes down the right side of the body, through the hip, through the knee, out the foot. My job is to get this river moving and flowing, to get us out of the way, to get heavy, stuck energy out of there, so that then by the end of the session, I can pour light through that river. There's another river down the middle, so there's a vortex in the top of the head. We call this the crown chakra or crown vortex. My job is to get that thing huge and wide and open by the end of your energy healing session, so that then when I call on God's light and I pour it into that huge funnel, it goes straight down the center of your body, through the spine, out between your legs, out between your feet, and creates another river. My job is to make room so that the light can fill you, to get you out of the way. And then there's another third river in the left shoulder. There's a vortex in the shoulder. That's the opening of the river. Then by the end of the session, I'm able to pour light into it and all the way down through the river and out through the knee, through the lower leg and out through the foot. So an energy healer's job is to just get everything moving. And then after these three rivers start moving, they create this bubble around you because they start fountaining so the light is supposed to by the end of the session come into these vortexes in through these rivers come out the bottoms of your feet or out up through the shoulders begin circulating round and round you until you begin to form this huge bubble that you're inside of that's full of this bright yellow liquid sparkly light which is God which is why people say they feel like they're floating you look to me like you're floating at the end of a session you're floating inside God's light which is inside of your bubble this is the goal to feel this every single day of our lives it's just like drinking water it's just like breathing in oxygen so when you take in a breath and you breathe in the oxygen it circulates through your whole body it's the same thing when you open up your crown vortex you open up your hands and you receive the light it circulates through the rivers in the body through the vortexes the whole thing begins operating this is just how the system works so i often ask people who call in for sessions what they call god because i don't really care what it's called it's this ocean of light it's this energy it's a frequency but people have different names that they like to call God. And I try to honor that because I partly out of curiosity, partly because I want to make sure they're wide open in the session. So I'll ask people, what do you, what do you want me to call God during this session? So a Hindu woman told me Krishna. And so, you know, I grew up as a Christian and during, during that phase of Christianity in my life, we were taught that Krishna was bad. Like that was a very bad thing. So I was all excited because in my life, I try not to just believe anything. I actually try to test it in the healing room. Like I want to see energetically what is true. What does this feel like? What does this look like? So in her session, I was thrilled to be able to call on Krishna over and over. And it was exactly the same as the last person's session who called it God or source or universe. It was the same, this beautiful, bright Yellow light came in with these little white sparks in it in fluid form, and it moved through the room, and it filled her and surrounded her. So I was having a blast. I felt kind of like a, a rebel calling on Krishna. So people call God things like source, universe, the light, mother, father, God, the ocean of light. There's one man in my practice who calls it peace. 
when when I work with him, he I think he might be agnostic or atheist. I can't remember. But when I call on peace, this gorgeous, massive, calm energy just moves in at that point in the session. And he has this huge expansion. And we're both in there just floating in peace. It's the same thing as God. Most of you don't care if I call the light God during your session, but sometimes I can't even use the word God in a session. There's this one man who will just freeze up in fear and guardedness. So if I want to close down his chakras or vortexes and and make his bubble small instead of expanded and filled with light by the end of the session, which is the goal, all I have to do is start using the word God. (laughs) It reminds him of this lonely, terrible time in his childhood when he was in these Catholic boarding schools with these Catholic nuns. So... By all means, if you are an energy healer out there listening to this, if you pick up on any tension in the person on the table, maybe ask them if you're offending them with the name that you're using for God. When I became a healer, one of the reasons I left Christianity is because I didn't just want to serve Christians. I wanted to be able to serve everyone. and I didn't want to to be limited. I, I, had, I had been studying to become a priest, actually, an Episcopal priest. And, and what I decided is that I'd outgrown the church, that I actually needed to pull God in um, as an energy um, bigger than the confines of the walls of the churches or the cathedrals. When I listen to Christian radio stations, which I still do sometimes because I love the uplifting feeling of the songs, a lot of times I have to change the lyrics. You know, they'll be singing, there's one way, one way, and it's through Jesus to God, Mm, whatever. There are a million ways that I've seen to feel God's presence and to become one with God. So I have to change the lyrics to something like, "There, there are many ways to God. So I'm singing at the top of my lungs, changing every other sentence. But I just love the sound and the energy in the songs because it's rare to, to have music that is just singing about God. Usually it's all about love or sex. So there's another reason I have to quickly uh, turn off Christian radio stations, and it's when the, the DJs start talking. So one time there was this DJ, and he just started telling the story about how Steve Jobs had died and how his final words were, oh, wow, oh, wow. And so I'm listening, thinking, oh, wow, he probably saw all these beautiful Uh, colors on the other side and he probably saw all the levels and layers and I'll talk about that in another show where I talk about all the different colors on the other side that I've seen when I'm in energy healings because I do help people across. I do help them if they're stuck after they die to move across or I help people get ready to die. And so the DJ is talking about his final comments and then he says, "Um, do you think that Steve Jobs was like, Oh, wow, I was wrong. There is only one God. Well, he just killed it for me. That was it. I've never, ever listened to a DJ on one of those stations again. So first of all, yes, it's all one God, but not the way he meant it. (laughs) It's all this big, huge, open, expansive sea of light that we can draw from, whether we're worthy or not, just when we get into the habit and learn how to do this. And secondly, if Steve was 
seeing that he was wrong about Buddhism because he was a Buddhist, he would have been saying, oh, shit, or oh, no, not, oh, wow. (laughs) So after the commercial break, I'm going to be talking about how I've felt God my whole life, like since I was a little kid, and ways that I connected to God um, all through my life and all different ages, and even how I talked about God as a child to people. And then we're going to talk about how to connect to God and all the different ways that I tune in myself to God's presence. So before we go into commercial, I'm just going to go ahead and start connecting us now. So I use my breath to start moving the energy and bringing it in. And I'm actually swaying and moving a little bit. So my arms and my shoulders are actually kind of just as if I'm floating in water. I'm letting them be loose so that my spine loosens up. So we ask our spirit guides and angels to move around us. And during this session, we ask them to work with us the whole time. We ask that during the session, they just get out of the way any strange concepts we have about God, any limiting beliefs we have about God. We ask that any patterns in us from our childhoods that that have kept us from feeling immersed with God's light, we ask that any of those patterns are removed. Patterns in energy work can look like kind of like gray nets or dams across your rivers or across the vortexes or through them. We ask that these are removed. We ask that this whole time during the whole show, We are cleared in the name of God, in the name of the light. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to the light. Talk to you right after the commercial break. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network.
You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host and energy healer, Ariel Hardy, as you already heard in the commercial. <laughs> so I've felt God my whole life. I remember when I was preteen and early teen, and I shared a room with my sister in this loft in this old farmhouse. And my dad had put in these huge, massive fans. And the fans were to move the heat from this small fireplace to the other end of the house where we were. But it created this wonderful white noise for me. And so my sister would fall asleep in her bed across the room. And I would be able to just lie there and just sing and sing and sing to God. And my parents used to have this kind of prayer group at our house and some guy with a guitar would show up and we would sing and sing in the house and they were different than the songs you hear most churches and one of the songs I sang over and over was just Alleluia, Alleluia over and over and over and one of the songs I sang, one of the verses was like this, Spirit I adore you, I lay my life before you. How I love you. And I would just sing and sing and sing. I was kind of mad my sister fell asleep for the whole concert. But as far back as I can remember, I've always had this love, this relationship with what we call God. In my early high school years, I remember this moment where I felt God very, very strongly. When my family, they'd all, they'd all gone to bed and we, we had you know, this fireplace in the, in the middle that I was mentioning before, it, it didn't really heat the house very well, but it was gorgeous. It had this kind of red dome to it, and then it had these panels of glass uh, around it that kind of staggered along so that air could move in between each glass panel, and it would spin the flames round and round. And I just stood there watching these after my family went to bed. There were five of them, so six of us total. And all of a sudden, I was just overtaken by this feeling of the energy of love moving through our home, connecting us all. It was almost like a feeling that was tangible, like this liquid light moving through our home. When I was in elementary or middle school, I remember walking up this hill by my grandmother's house with my cousin. So he and I had just spent a good hour trying to flip each other out of the hammock that was attached to the trees down at the end of the yard. We were headed back to the house and he was telling me that he was really worried and he was really upset about how it was near the end of the summer and every summer he had this huge stack of books that he had to finish reading because he was in a private school and he had to write all these papers on it. And so I remember telling him, well, I have a solution, <laughs> God. And he was like, well, what's, what's God? And I was trying to describe it to him. And as I tried to describe the feeling of how God just kind of takes away your troubles or, or, or your worry and brings in peace, 
both of us were suddenly surrounded by this feeling of stillness and mystery. It was as if time just stopped and he understood me. The look on his face showed me he got it. And to this day, he still has a very strong relationship to God. I think that was the first time I'd ever told someone about this feeling that I was having all the time. So last year, I was walking down a hill in a park with my dogs, and as I was at the top of the hill looking down, I could suddenly see this liquid light that was moving between and around the trees in the building. It looked like clear water. So it wasn't like bright yellow or bright pink or blue. It was just clear like water. Sometimes it reminds me of smoky quartz crystal, and it's just like moving among things. So Sometimes when I'm on a walk now, I just try to feel it. I just try to tune into that level of things because just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not always there. Yesterday evening, I don't know if you guys in Denver saw the clouds, but there they were these huge, puffy, golden, glowing clouds with white ones behind it. To me, that feeling of awe is the same as the feeling of the presence of God. In the Bible, in Psalm 46.10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. And this is a phrase or a verse that we all are very familiar with, Christian or not. But it's really hard to feel God or the ocean of light if we never stop and we never are still. We never slow down. If we just go, 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 we're never going to feel it. So most of us, when we have our downtime, we turn on Facebook, the computer, the TV, we get on our phones so the problem with this is what happens is the, the frequency coming off of our technology is this kind of um, fast flickering light. And then the brain engages and, and our brain is kind of bombarded with all this information. So then we're concentrating with our eyes and, and our brain. But in order to have God flow through us, the brain has to kind of get out of the way. We have to be able to just breathe and be calm and be empty. So because the vortex that brings God in in the top of the head sits right over the brain, a lot of times that's all it takes to block us up. Another thing that can block out God's light is a sinus infection or a headache or stress because all of that's sitting in our head. And so then we just can't bring it in. If you have a concussion, sometimes it's hard to get those cranial plates to loosen up and let that light in. There's a song on Christian radio stations right now that I just love called Just Breathe by Johnny Diaz. And in the song, he says, there's got to be something more to this crazy life. Just be. Chaos calls, but all you really need to do is breathe. And I just love that. I just love that song because he's just singing it over and over and over and and he gets faster and faster when he's talking about the stressful part and then he just slows it down when he gets to the part about just being and just breathing. If we don't have time to stop and just be and just connect to God and to ourselves, to even know ourselves or know how to connect to God, then nothing we do in life, all this going, 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 it doesn't make us happy anyway. It's this connection to the light that makes us feel happy. It's when we bring that light down inside of us and it's within us that we feel happy. So I just had a wonderful relationship break up not too long ago. And people were asking me, are you okay? Are you okay? And they were kind of weirded out because I was so happy. And this is how I always am after a breakup, because those are the times in life where I really call on God's presence even more than I usually do. So I'm returning to God again and again. Heal me. Fill me. 
So, of course, I'm having a good cry, of course, but it doesn't last. It's a few minutes. And then I'm back filled with the light again because I I moved the energy that was in my way. I moved the grief that was in my way. So, yes, people and situations make me happy. They truly do. Things on earth do make me happy. But my true happiness that I count on, that I rely on, that it is not going anywhere, it's always available for the taking, is this light of God above me that I bring down through me. So I'm going to share with you all the ways that I connect to God. So when I moved into this new house I'm in, I did not realize that I had put the chair and the table right where the morning sun hits the back porch. So the first morning when I walked out there and was able to stand in these rays of light, I thought, oh my God, this is my new meditation spot. You know, my my spots change depending on where I'm living, what season it is, what time of day it is. And so I just immediately sat down, opened my hands, closed my eyes and let that light come into me. It is the same as if you're lying on my healing table and I'm asking God's light to pour over you or fill you. It's just a matter of stopping, taking the time to notice these moments, to be aware of them when God's presence is there, to be still and know that I am God. In my last house, I would sit on the front porch because I had this nice little forest in front of my porch protecting me from all the traffic and the neighbors because this this house was more in the city. And in the spring and the summer, all the little aspen trees in front of me would have these happy little fluttering green leaves on them. And in the fall, they'd be these happy little yellow fluttering leaves. And, and what I would feel as I sat there and just breathed and just looked at these was the same thing that, that I was perceiving, which was happiness and lightness of being. So my energy would kind of tune in to that light vibration And then I would walk away from that time feeling like I was light and filled with light. In my last healing room, which was up on the third floor of a building, there were actually these tall locust trees right outside of it. So again, in the fall, they'd be yellow. The whole room would glow yellow. And in the summer and spring, the whole room would glow green from the tops of the trees. And I would just sit in there and watch the breeze move these trees and take in that feeling of nature, which to me is God. So in my last home, I installed a wood stove insert and it had this glass front to it. And of course, I don't know anyone who doesn't just feel the magic or feel mesmerized when we watch flames in a fire as they turn blue, yellow, orange, green, and they send up little fireworks and sparks and they move and flow. You know, God's energy is is like liquid. It just moves and it flows and it can move around us and through us. When it's snowing, I love to watch the snow fall outside the windows. I love to just sit in a window, turn on beautiful, magical music, and just watch that that fall as if I'm in one of those little snow globes, like it's all around me. I'm in this world of magic, like confetti or manna is falling on me from heaven, blessing me. If I'm in my car driving through it and it's hitting the windshield and I'm going under the canopy of snow-covered trees, again, I'm just feeling the magic, like I'm in this magical world filled with God's presence. If I'm walking in the forest, I like to feel like I'm in Narnia from the C.S. Lewis books, like I've entered into this quiet, amazing place where this white is just falling all around me. That is God. Because when we're feeling this, 
energy move around us. It's exactly like a healing when suddenly your own bubble is filled with this light and you're just kind of floating. Another way I like to feel God is to go outside before bed and just look up at the night sky and just take in that huge expansion and release all of my problems and let go of everything because our problems are so tiny when we're just a speck like a little star in the vast universe. This is why we often feel so amazing at the ocean because the ocean is so loud and so large. We're just encompassed with the vibration, with the feeling. We get immersed in the sound and the energy of it. There is a lot of pure natural white light reflecting off the water and the sand at the ocean. And then I just love the sound of the seagulls going by. It's like we're, we're in nature, we're in the wild, we're in, in the midst of something way bigger than ourselves. These waves come crashing in. It's like the power of God and we're witnessing it on earth. So when we're in a situation like this, our vibration speeds up. And it becomes this higher white light feeling inside of us, just like we're experiencing around us in the ocean and on the sand. So most of us listening are not out in nature right now or not by a window filled with a beautiful nature scene. So how then are we supposed to feel God if we're not in nature or we don't have that kind of break in our day? So I do this through prayer and visualization. So I'm going to lead us again through that right now. And this time we're going to go a little deeper into it. So I use my breath to just get out of the way, release any tension in the shoulders and the upper back and the neck. We ask that the stress of us sitting at our desks, sitting at our computers, working in the garden, riding our bikes is released from us carrying our children, we ask that all the physical tension is released from our shoulders. So go ahead if you're not driving a car. Actually, I do this. I sway while I'm driving my car. So go ahead and just sway a little bit, kind of like you're a tree in the wind. Just let your shoulders relax. This is all about getting out of the way. God's light is like a river. It's like an ocean. It's like fluid. You can't be stiff. You can't be sitting there, standing there rigidly. You've got to relax, relax into it. When I breathe out, just releasing any blocks in the energy field, any stress. So we ask that your spirit guides and your angels move around you. I called mine in right before the show. There was this big angel behind me hugging me. It was so nice. (laughs) So we call in your angels, your guides around you. And we ask for help. We ask that it's not up to you to just figure out how to feel God. But your angels and guides bring it to you. They help you. They assist you. Because we're doing our part. We're trying to do it. We're doing our part. We're showing up. We're sitting here. We're breathing. We're swaying. We're trying to get out of the way. We're doing our part. So now we ask the angels and guides to help us. A lot of people will demand their angels and guides to make them feel something, feel God. Like, I'm not feeling anything. 
But are you doing your part? You're meeting spirit halfway. So now I'm kind of rocking forward and back and rotating my shoulders lightly backward. I'm not using muscle to like push my shoulders backwards. I'm just letting the energy move me. You can practice this every single time you pray. My next show is going to be all about praying and how to pray. We ask God's presence to move in around us. We call in God's light now to move in around us. We ask. You know, a lot of times we're asking for things like, please make this meeting go well. Please help me get the house I want to buy. Please make my boyfriend call me. But we're just going to ask God's presence to move in. And I want this to be the prayer through this week until the next show. I just want you to pray that you can feel God every day. Every time something's bothering you, even if it's finances. Instead, I just want you to ask to feel God. We give thanks for our angels and guides helping us. We ask that they remove any patterns in us that are in our way, that are blocking our rivers from flowing and our vortexes from spinning. We ask that we're not separate from God, that God isn't this ocean of light around us and way out there, but we ask that God is actually up against us so that we can pull God's light into our vortexes, into our rivers. Okay, so now I want you to go ahead and start adding a visualization to this prayer. So imagine that there's this liquid light behind us, almost like a wave in the ocean, and it's hitting our low back, and it's just starting to kind of roll against our low back. So it's just sort of like pushing and rolling against it. And let that light move and let that light move into your chakras and let it move down through your legs and come out your feet and out your hands. Now I'm going to take the vibration even higher. We ask the vibration goes higher. We ask that the light moves in even higher, that the vibration is even brighter. Take us higher. We ask this in the name of God, in the name of the light. So keep swaying and pulling God's light in during this beautiful music in the commercials, and I'll be right back. The Seventh Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? 
Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now, back to Energetically Speaking. This is Ariel. Welcome back. So I'm just going to take this vibration even higher, almost like I want you to imagine like there's this kind of manhole above you in the road, you know, like this, those circles in the middle of the road and they're heavy and they're metal. And I want you to imagine that this is above you in your crown vortex and we're just going to lift this thing off. So I want you to see it as this is a layer that's become thick and stiff and it's blocking you from feeling this expansion. So we're just going to lift it off, move it off. We give it to our spirit guides and angels. We ask them to take it off for us. And now let's visualize this huge kind of waterfall of light just pours through that hole that we created by removing that disc from our the top of our vortex and now this light is just like flooding us and coming all the way through almost like you're in a spotlight and the beam is coming down over you and around you and around your legs and through you and down past your feet into the ground if you're lying down out to the wall past your feet now we ask so see how i take it from visualization back into prayer now we ask that our light expands from here that we just start glowing and we push out layer after layer from our bodies. We radiate outward and so that our light becomes powerful and big. I want you to do this often where you just play with this light. You play with prayer, play with visualization. And again, I'll talk more about this on Monday. So visualizing is a great way to bring in God's light along with going into nature, along with prayer. Um, you can imagine that you're swimming in the light. You can imagine you're swimming through the universe. A lot of kids like to do this one before they fall asleep. They love to imagine they're floating and swimming through the night sky. You can imagine that these flower blossoms like cherry blossoms are falling on you all around you. Or, or snowflakes or little sparks of light. So really get into it, you know, kind of like a Disney movie. Just sort of see it as, as magic is all around you. Another thing you can imagine is like soaking in the sun and the beach. Even if you're light skin, just imagine you're taking it in. You're taking in that light. Or you're a mermaid swimming underwater. I like to play with colors and bright light when I'm under there, imagining I'm in the ocean and I'm a mermaid and there are just streaks and beams of light moving through the water. Um, another one that I'd like to use is imagine that angels are embracing me. So you can imagine that one at a time, these gorgeous angels made of any bright color you want to imagine are greeting you. And one at a time, they face you and hug you. And as they do, their light sinks into your body and you become lit up a little bit more with God's light. 
So there are a million ways to visualize and you can just let these images come to you. But the key is to just take the time to get started. You know, you don't have to go, okay, today I'm going to picture this. Just sit down, start breathing, start swaying, start moving and see what comes to you. So now I'm going to talk about how we can use God's light to actually affect our reality out in the world. So I had a phase for a while where every single day when I finished doing healings, one way that I cleared my energy, which was what the last show was about, I would jump in the car, go through the heat and the traffic and get to this pool and hot tub that was at a fitness center near my healing room. So one day I'm like, hmm, today I don't want to swim because when I would swim, it would feel like just that clear light around me. It would feel like I was in this fluid light, like God's light, and it would clear me, but I would also feel like pure and like I was floating. But sometimes if I was too tired, I'd just get in the hot tub. So this day I thought, all right, I'm going to get into the hot tub. And as I round the corner, do to do in my little bathing suit, there are eight Middle Eastern men all staring at me from my hot tub. Now, if you think I'm prejudiced, I'm a fourth Lebanese, so that rules that out. But you know how that scene can be pretty intimidating. So I stood there a second and thought, hmm, run and go home and not get what I wanted or face it, take it over, get in that tub. So I walk in, smile, nobody smiles back at me, and I get into the water and I do what I would have done if no one was in there, which is... I call on God's presence and I just kind of lay back and I just imagine I'm floating in this fluid light, being healed by God's presence. And I just kept saying over and over in my mind, God's presence is here. God's presence is here. God's presence is here. Within a few minutes, I opened my eyes and all I could see was a bunch of men's butts as they were like all climbing out of the hot tub in every direction. All of them left the hot tub. So, and I promise I did not fart. <laughs> In Arabic, we say fuss. Who fussed? I did not. It was that I shifted the frequency around me. I shifted the water. I shifted what these men were sitting in. And obviously, they didn't like it. They couldn't stand the energy. If they had been lit up and bright and filled with God's light, they would have stayed. So when you bring God's presence into a situation, it will shift it. Any negative energy will not be able to withstand that vibration. This is why when people pray in the name of God, you bring that high vibration in and other vibrations flee. They can't stand it. Lower vibrations can't take that light. I'll do the same thing in the healing room. Not not come in in bathing suit, but in the healing room when there is a spirit guide helping one of you and I just don't really understand that spirit guide. So, for example, say they're getting a little frustrated with you while they're working on you. Because the spirit guide will work just like a healer does. They'll work with light and threads of light and patterns. And say that I just don't like how they're using some force. Because as an energy healer, you never use force. You never go, hmm, I don't like that pattern in you. And guess what? We're going to remove it. You just relax, you let go. And the way that I work is I actually let spirit guides and angels move me. I let God's presence, the light, move me. And I'm just guided along. I might see something that I think needs removed, but maybe it doesn't this session. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's not time. So I just kind of go with the flow. So if I see a spirit guide acting differently than this as they're working on you, I put them to the God test. And so what that means is I immediately go toward the guide and I just say, in the name of God, the name of the light, show yourself. 
I bring God's presence into this room. I ask the angels and the archangels to move into this healing. And I ask that this spear guide is flooded with God's light. Now, here and there, I've been wrong and the guide is okay. And they will just smile and, and shine in the light and everything's okay. But usually, if I'm alerted to this and I feel like something's wrong or something's off, usually that spirit guide will begin kind of backpedaling and working its way sheepishly out of the healing room because it's been caught. It's been busted. Like it's not a high enough vibration to be your guide anymore. Maybe it used to be. But now that we're doing a healing, we're taking your vibration even higher and we're bringing you further into God's light. It's no longer suitable for you to have a spirit guide of a lower vibration. Every spirit guide in that room needs to be full of the light. You can use the similar technique to help a child who's having nightmares or say there's a ghost in their room. And by the way, if your kid tells you there's a ghost in their room, there is. I've tested this. Even though you're half asleep and you want to pretend they're making it up, you've got to get up and you've got to go in there and you've got to say, in the name of God, in the name of the light, I command all dark energy to leave this room now. And things will flee. Anything gray will flee. It's like turning on the light and voila, there's no dark. You can also use this if somebody is crying. So you don't have to say it out loud. Well, (laughs) people in my life, they're used to me saying it out loud. But if it would weird your friend out, don't say it out loud. And basically what you're doing in your mind is just calling on God's presence over and over. Just say, I call on God's light. I call on God's presence. And you can imagine or visualize that this light is surrounding your friend. And I guarantee you, it will shift in them. They'll suddenly have this kind of positive thought. They'll suddenly stop crying and feel better. It works every time, especially if you're used to calling in God's light and you're getting good at it. So it just happens instantly the minute you start praying. I used to use this on my old boyfriend. So if we were stuck in the car together and he was like spewing some kind of bad mood or negativity, instead of picking a fight with him or getting irritated, I would just start praying in my mind. I would just say God's presence is here. God's presence was, is here. And I would imagine this light like flooding him. And within seconds, he couldn't even remember what he was saying. And he would say the complete opposite. He would go into this total positive train of thought. So now I'm busted if he's listening to this. <laughs> but most of your boyfriends will not be that in tune. This person was very, very in tune with the spiritual and it would affect him instantly. But try it. I've had lots of people in my practice start praying for their spouses and all kinds of crazy things change. So my daughters used to laugh at me when they were younger. We'd go shopping because... Everywhere we went, whether we were buying a cell phone at Verizon or we were getting shoes at REI, the salespersons would start out all stressed out and rushed. And within like five minutes, they'd be laughing and talking as if they had all the time in the day to help me. And it's because they're in my bubble. They're putting shoes on my feet. They're showing me a phone. So they're in this frequency and all of a sudden time stops. The world stops. The stress stops. We even had this one man who helped us at Verizon, like, hug us as we left. And my, my daughters aren't surprised by this stuff anymore. So here's another story of how I called on God's presence to shift the events in my life. One time I lost my dog, Arrow. And for those of you who know Arrow, 
He's like not a real dog. He's like this unworldly, strange creature. Actually, Rebecca Rosen, the psychic medium here in Denver, predicted this dog. (laughs) And she said he would be from another world. (laughs) And it's true. He's just a flat coat retriever, you know, like kind of those weight that wavy black fur but like when I was puppy crate training him I would be asleep in my bed and he'd be in the crate beside me and I'd suddenly wake up and turn my head and see this big strong gorgeous white man like a spirit guide standing beside the crate with the same black wavy curls in his hair I was like okay so my theory is that's him but he's just in dog form and I knew him before and he's my guide so other things that would happen with this dog who who obviously is embodying some kind of light some kind of God's presence within his field is that when we would take walks no matter where we walked it could be I could be coming out the end of an alley I could be on the top of a parking garage looking over I could be walking into a parking lot or down the street one of those ginormous tourist vans that say arrow on them would drive right in front of us. And I'd be like, are you changing events or everywhere we go? So originally his name was Eros, but um, we had to change his name because everywhere we went, everyone was like, oh, God of erotic sex. I was like, no, it's God of love. That That's the name he had from the shelter. But anyway, what happened is he took off one day and we couldn't find him. So all my friends are in fear and they're looking for him. And, you know, I just went through the motions and I let go. I imagined, okay, he's dead. He's broken his leg. I let go. And I, I put up the flyers and then I did what you're supposed to do when you lose your dog. I went downstairs and began organizing the basement. And yes, I was crying, but I was also just saying God's presence is here. God's presence is here. And so when I went into my teen's room to say goodnight, she said, Mama, the thing is, we've never lost an animal before that ever returned to us. And I said, I know, because I'm not going to tell her, oh, life is hunky-dory and everything's great and he's going to return. It's going to be just fine. Because I didn't know. I'd rather face reality and just give it to God and let go. So finally, like a day and a half later, we drove to the shelter. And when we walked in, we handed the people behind the desk, these three women, the photo of him, the drawing. I mean, the picture of him. And what happened is they all looked at each other, looked at the picture, their mouths dropped open. They said, is this your dog? And I turned around and looked and this old woman, she looked like a fairy tale character with cancer eating away at her jaw. She was bringing him in on this red leash like royalty. And we were only there 15 minutes when this happened. 15 minutes is all it took for us to to have this miraculous thing happen to us. And what timing and who caused it and how did this happen? You know, it was just like this magical moment. And the woman kept hugging him and crying and hugging him and crying. So when you give things to God, when you get out of the way, magic happens. So before we go, I ask God's light to fill us one more time. We call in the ocean of light. We call in the universe. We ask that we're out of the way. We ask that magic is all around us. We ask that we feel this magic within us. And we ask that we're able to affect our world. Thanks be to God. 
Thanks be to the light. Join me next Monday when I talk about how to pray. This is Ariel Hardy, Energetically Speaking. We hope you've both enjoyed and learned from this edition of Energetically Speaking. Please join your host, Ariel Hardy, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. We'll see you then right here.